Hey, my name's Alex. Um, this is my podcast, Alex Listens. It's a podcast about nothing, um, nothing really, but, you know, sometimes ethics, race, uh, identity politics, and various other kind of philosophical, existential, um, unanswerable things. Um, yeah, so... Um, I'm doing an episode every day for the next two weeks. Well, this is the third day, so I've got, you know, another... Because I'm in self-isolation, as are many other people. Um, you know, we're living in very confusing times. Um, and yeah, you know, many people are trying to be productive and trying to make the most of this time alone or time away from... Um, familiarity and time away from uh, family and friends, which is a very hard thing to do. Um, and I spoke about the psychology of that in um, two episodes ago, uh, the implications of the coronavirus. Um, this episode's going to be slightly different, or actually quite different. Um, but first, uh, this if you're listening on your phone, um, there's a video on YouTube. Um, you can see my face. Hi, human interactions, pretty important. It seems. Um, yeah, if you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, hi, um, it's pretty weird that I can't see your face. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So, um, today I, oh, the other announcement I wanted to make was that, um, I have a website and on that website, there are many other podcasts of mine and some essays and a blog and that kind of stuff. So go visit it, www.alex.co. Um, also, if you're enjoying the podcast, you should consider, and if, if it's within your means, you should consider sponsoring it on Patreon um, because that's going to help it. That's going to help me keep going and um, keep interviewing people and I mean, interviewing is kind of out of the question at the moment, but, you know, um, I'm trying to set up online uh, interviews and stuff. Um, but, yeah. So I'll put a link in the bio for that as well. Um, Patreon's really easy and it's really cool. Um, and, yeah, it gives you access to everything. Um, so, yeah, uh, today I wanted to talk about... Um, I wanted to talk about productivity and social media um, and the weird relationship between those two things. Um, so towards the end of February, I decided that I'd had enough of social media. Um, and my housemate, one of my housemates in London, um, this guy called Ralph, he kind of went through this really, uh, intense productivity phase where he was trying to, you know, set deadlines, set goals, stick by them. Um, and I'm really not like that. Um, and I guess this podcast is a reflection of that. I kind of take things, go down tangents, you know, um, my brain feels like it's constantly oscillating between, indeterminate things and um yeah my mood kind of 
jumps up and down. And I guess now, like at the moment, my mood is uh, quite low. Um, I'm not sure whether you can tell if you're someone who's listened um, to previous episodes. Maybe the the my, maybe my inflection is different, but I can certainly tell because I can feel, you know, my my body. Um, uh, yeah, and. So my housemate Ralph was going on this really radical pro-productivity adventure thing, really trying to, you know, figure out um, what things were holding, which things were holding him back, what he wanted to do. And, you know, I kind of admired, I admired that because productivity is something which is valued a lot in our society. By our society, I mean, you know, neoliberal, consumer heavy, production heavy, Western society, um, Australia, Canada, uh, the US, Europe, um, pretty much the, the whole world, I guess now, um, has as one of its core, it seems like a prerequisite to being accepted socially is that you're productive. Um, and that's, it's very exclusive because who defines what productive means? Um, who is a who? Who is entitled to tell me that I ought to produce things in a particular way, i.e., um, you know, work, work, get a job, work in a library, work in a cafe, support a business, support a business owner, generate an income for myself, produce you know manual labor, um, make coffee. And then contribute to a system, which, you know, um, Adam Smith, um, one of the founders of, if not the founder of neoliberalism, um, spoke about the, this idea of the invisible hand, um, which is essentially, um, the idea that money is the invisible hand. So money urges people to be productive money urges the workers to be productive and the workers produce things and then the consumer is urged to be productive in order to have enough money to buy the things that are being produced and presumably adam smith thought that there was some kind of welfare or uh you know instrumental benefit attached to the things that were being consumed um buy something feel good you know think about advertising that's that's essentially the message that it sends us um um go buy buy my product and you'll be happy um yeah that's like advertising 101 buy my product and you'll be happy buy someone else's product and you won't be as happy as you'll be if you buy mine. Um, you know, there's this kind of phrase floating around kind of anti-advertising circles, which is, uh, you know, if everyone was happy, um, capitalism or advertising would be dead. Um, I guess the reason why I, I nearly conflated capitalism and advertising was because uh, I guess advertising is a child of capitalism. Um, you know, money-oriented society 
generates more money by showing people how they can spend, how they can have their money taken away. Um, yeah. Um, so productivity. Um, I feel like over the course of my life, Every single institution or every single project, uh, every single kind of path that I've gone down, there has been a kind of push to be productive, um, a push to make something out of it. Um, and then also a kind of chattering in the distance when I haven't been productive from people who I care very much about, um, yeah, I keep returning to this example of, um, of, so I was in, I went to law school for two and a half years and then I dropped out and I dropped out and I took a semester off and wasn't studying at all. And, um, I was fortunate enough to be able to fly over to Europe and visit family. And I went to North Africa and studied Arabic, uh, briefly, um, and, you know, in the period between me dropping out of university and actually leaving overseas, people didn't really understand what I was doing. And I didn't really understand what I was doing either. I guess I was working a little bit, not not a whole lot. I wasn't working full time. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to work full time. I was like extremely depressed. I was, this is 2017 um, early 2017. Um, and during that period, there was this immense pressure placed on me to kind of fit myself back into, you know, the regular order of things because I, I was kind of this, you know, spanner or this kind of disruption to an otherwise normally functioning social order. Um, people produce their, their work, if it's good, is consumed. And, and then, you know, that cycle kind of perpetuates eternally, um, production, consumption, production, consumption. Um, and for a while, I guess I wasn't really participating in that because I, I, I didn't feel like I could, and I didn't have the motivation to, um, and I was very lucky. I was very lucky to be able to be in a house where, um, you know, I, I had a roof over my head. I had food. Um, I had a. My mom is the most incredible, as all mums are. Um, uh, yeah, she. Yeah, I mean, I'm. We're all. We all owe our mums very much. Um, I actually interviewed my mum. Um, recently you can go listen. It's, it's really cool. Um, she's, yeah, she, her insights into the human condition. Uh, yeah, I hope that when I'm 63, um, I will be as, uh, I just, I hope to be able to continue being introspective. Um, anyway, what was really, what was so weird and what was so alarming was that I was, I felt like I was being ostracized for kind of not doing anything or not, not work for, for you know, I, I had my reasons. Um, and maybe for some people, those reasons weren't valid, but I, I, 
you know, at the time I was like, shit, yeah, I better get, you know, I have to do something. I either go straight back to university or I work full time. It can't be, it's not, it obviously doesn't work for me to kind of not be fully committed to something, either, you know, participating, paving my way to a career or um, contributing to an enterprise and by having a job or something. Um, but, you know, now as as I've kind of grown older and have become a bit more aware of my motivations for things and uh, society's motivations for things and capitalism's motivations for things. Um, yeah, I realize that uh, it has to be okay. It has, it's so wrong for it. It's so wrong for people to feel like not being productive isn't okay. Um, and this is something that I'm sure every single person is grappling with at the moment. Um, we're all distanced from others socially. Um, a lot of us have immense amounts of time on our hands. Um, a lot of people I know have a lot of time on their hands. And a lot of people are asking themselves, you know, how do I use this time? What am I supposed to do? When people have, uh, you know, the instructions of university and jobs taken away from them and they're left to their own devices. Um, yeah. The, I, I'm just, I don't, I, it really upsets me to think that people feel as though they must continue producing. They must continue participating in this rhythm of production and consumption. Like, just take a take a break. Um, and, and like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess at the moment I'm, I feel pretty disenchanted by, with, by, um, the Australian society and, and British society, which is where I was for a year. I was in London. Um, and I guess they're, they're two very money oriented societies and, and there is all over, there is an expectation to continue producing and that there is a, there is kind of a, so a deeply socially entrenched understanding that meaning is attached to productivity but i just i just don't think that's true i i'm sure that like in some like in some sense it's true like this podcast um i'm producing something i am i sit here with my microphone and the camera and all of these random books um behind me um and I'm kind of generating this discourse and I have my opinions. Um, and presumably there are people on the other side, you, the listener or the viewer who are entertaining these things and kind of balancing them and um, thinking about whether or not you agree. Um, and there is, you know, I am, I am producing and you are consuming. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, when I finish this, uh, I know, I know that as soon as I switch the camera off, there'll be, you know, a few minutes of elation and relief and I'll be happy that I've done something. And then 
it'll be on to the next thing. What do, what do I what do I have to do next? What do I have to do to keep myself busy? How am I am I not using my time effectively? Am I not being efficient? Um and I guess to kind of complete the circle, to complete the loop that I want to to make the jump that I wanted to make. Um I mentioned earlier that this episode was going to be about productivity and social media. Um and I don't have Facebook. I haven't had Facebook for a long time. Um, I have Facebook Messenger um, because uh, it's, I guess it's useful to stay in touch. It's a, it's been, a lot of people use it. A lot of my, a lot of people I care about use it. Um, so yeah, I, at the end of February, I wanted to get rid of Instagram or all, all of it, including my podcast, Instagram, my personal Instagram. Um, I wanted to get rid of it because I was spending, it was taking away my time. Um, and admittedly, um, I think too much of it was on things that actually weren't contributing to my well-being. Um, I think it's fine. I think it it has to be fine to kind of like, you know, a bit, a bit of mind numbing scrolling or a bit of kind of actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's fine because well, like what? Yeah, I've had a few conversations with people about what the actual psychology of mind numbing scrolling is. I guess it's 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 the same as um, mind numbing binge watching TV shows or something like what, what is, what are we escaping when we do that? Or what relief are we seeking? Um, because it's actually not mind numbing, is it? You're still processing vast amounts of information. Um, like that Instagram discovery feed, that is wild. There are like in five seconds, you can get an insight into like 50 different people's lives. Um, and it's exhausting and like, yeah, it just, it, I don't know, like some of it, some of it's helpful. Like, I guess I've met some cool people through that discovery thing and I've been introduced to cool things and, um, you know, algorithms are sometimes helpful in suggesting us, you know, if we're interested in a, in a particular trend, the algorithm will suggest more things and, um, yeah, but you know, again and again and again and again, day after day, waking up, looking at the discovery feed, um, going to sleep, looking at the discovery feed or looking at people's Instagram stories, people who you don't even really care about. Um, what does it mean? And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that question, but I'm, I'm afraid of the answer. Um, I'm afraid that it's a symptom of a kind of malaise that has swept our generation away from, um, swept my generation and also older generation. I guess just social media is a beautiful thing because look at this. I'm here in Melbourne in a house with no one else in the house. Where are you? I don't know where you are. I don't even know. I probably, I don't, maybe, maybe I know who you are, but maybe I don't know who you are. 
And this wouldn't be possible. This interaction wouldn't be possible um, without social media. So, yeah, but, you know, some... And I want these interactions. I fully endorse and support these kinds of interactions. But I guess I just don't fully endorse and support the... Because I just scroll like scrolling without... But again, like we return to the question of productivity. What is being lost when we scroll for one hour without kind of without a clear purpose? So if we're just scrolling through a Facebook feed and looking at various people's posts is if what is being lost is productivity, then yeah, well, I mean, I kind of presented a critique of productivity before. Um, I said that we're, we're told that productivity yields happiness and well-being and meaning. Um, but evidently there are other things that do, um, socializing, uh, I guess that's not, uh, an op- like, that's not really a possibility for many of us, if not all of us at the moment, because of, uh, the coronavirus and, um, but yeah, I, well, yeah, I guess there there are many ways people people are entitled to pursue things which they find meaningful. Um, so so long as I, this is kind of what my last episode was about a little bit. It was on hedonism, the philosophy of well being, and what contributes to well being. So I believe that people are entitled to pursue what contributes to their well being, so long as it doesn't stifle the freedom of others. Go listen to my previous episode. Um, if this is something that interests you, utilitarian philosophy. Um, but uh, yeah, so when we scroll, what are we losing? Are we losing productivity? Because if we are, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I feel as strongly about it being a bad thing because, you know, I, I'm, I have my suspicions about the actual benefits of thinking about the world in terms of productivity. Um, but if we're losing contact with the self and I guess, so, whoa, um, people outside go inside. Um, sorry, there's background noise. Uh, I can't, I can't silence them. I guess I could yell and tell them to go inside because they're flouting the law, but, um, maybe they're not. Uh, so yeah. Um, sorry. I kind of, uh, I've lost my train of thought a little bit. Um, so yeah. So I guess when, when, okay. So I, I wanted to remove Instagram from my phone to get back in touch with myself. Um, and what the hell does that even mean? Right. I don't even know what that means. Um, if it means, if it means being able to have a richer understanding of 
what I of what is meaningful for me, then I want that. Wow. Sorry about that noise again. Um I want that. And I will I will try as hard as I can to limit exposure to things which are going to remove or dampen or stifle or silence or distance me from my capacity to actually know what brings my life meaning. Um, <laughs> mayhem outside. Um, yeah. Anyway, I deleted my personal Instagram for two for three weeks just about three weeks it was going to be for the whole month but um things changed because of the coronavirus and there were certain people i had to get in contact with um and also i wanted to ask many people questions about whether or not i should return home and instagram is the ideal platform for that for me at the moment so yeah but in those three weeks um I felt what I noticed was that uh, sometimes I would pick up my phone. I'm sure everyone's had this experience and everyone's commented on this experience. But, you know, when you pick up your phone and there's kind of, you know, you have the muscle memory to go into the folder and then click on an app. So I had that muscle memory for Instagram, but it was uh, I think it was my banking app (laughs) that was in its place. So I just kept going onto my banking app. Um. You know, a few times a day. And that was kind of amusing. And then eventually I got really sick of the loading screen of my banking app. And then fortunately, I kind of unlearnt, you know, the the motion of picking up my phone and going into it. Um, but yeah, in that in in that three week period, what I noticed was a I OK, so I guess I'm hopeful that people can actually distance themselves from social media. Um from the kind of social media that they feel is eating away at their ability to actually be aware of their movement through time. Because I think that's really important. I think that, in fact, that might be one of the most important things for a human being. Because I think one thing that Instagram does, which is really unfortunate, is that it puts you in contact with way too many people moving through time themselves. And if you engage with too many, at least I feel extremely overwhelmed after, you know, watching a few people's, maybe not a few, but maybe like, I don't know, 10 plus people's Instagram stories, because I've just been exposed to way too many, you know, there are people in Europe, there are people in North America, there are people in South America, there are people in North Africa, there are people in Asia, there are people in, in Australia. It's just, it's wild. And all of this is happening you know, back to back and there's, there's no rest. Um, and I feel really scattered after that. And, and I don't want to feel that way. And you probably don't want to feel that way either. Um, and so I guess I'm not saying anything new. Um, but I'm one thing that I would encourage you to think about is, uh, do you think you can only, do you think you can use social media in a way, in the way that you want to use it. If you want to use it, so if you derive meaning and and pleasure and 
and if looking at people's Instagram stories really contributes to your well-being, who are, that's really nice. And fortunately, there is an abundance of Instagram stories. There are so many. So you can have the time of your life all the time. People are constantly updating them. Um, I guess if you're someone like me and you find it overwhelming, I think the thing that people like us need to reflect on is, and I, I, I don't want it to feel like there's one group that's doing something wrong. Oh no. So I hit the mic really hard. Um, one group that's doing something wrong and, and one group that's doing something right. But what, what I kind of, what I want, <laughs> um, what I want people to think about is, is the way just, I think, I think there is a meaningful way to use your time and then there is a less meaningful way to use your time. And both of these are independent of productivity. Um, Using your time meaningfully might mean that you're being productive. For example, this podcast. While I do this at the moment, I believe I'm using my time meaningfully, but I'm also producing something. At other times, like I meditate, not not as much as I like as I'd like to, but I, I meditate and I listen to music. And sometimes I just sit there and do that. And I'm not really producing anything apart from like, yeah, I don't know. I guess there are various bodily mechanisms, which you could argue are producing something, but I'm not producing in a way that is noticed by capitalism. Um, yeah. And I guess I just, I want people to, to think about this kind of stuff and, and especially in light of the amount of time that we have alone at the moment. Um, yeah, cool. Okay. I think, I think I've spoken, uh, I think I've said all that I wanted to say. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been engaging with the podcast. Um, means a lot. Like it, it really does. Um, this is, this is what brings me the most meaning at the moment. Um, and I'm going to keep doing this. Um, and I hope that it persists the sense of, of meaning that I'm able to drive, derive from this, but I'm aware that, you know, situation, situations change and passions change. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I really hope to kind of connect with people in a meaningful way through this podcast. So if I am, if I, if you do feel like I'm, there is a meaningful connection here, reach out to me. Um, get in contact, 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 uh, send me an email contact at alex.co. Um, you can go on my website, www.alex.co, um, message me on Instagram at Alex listens. Um, otherwise, uh, leave me a review on iTunes, um, become a patron on Patreon, or just tell your friends about the podcast. Um, cool. Have a nice day. Have a nice life. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with some more uh, baritone rumbling. Anyway, bye.
whole day okay Kinda like I travel down the one way There's no way to stop feeling okay It's not great, it's more like I'm great all day Whether I like it or not I'm not complaining, I'm just saying that I'm okay With being broke and telling my folks I got no pay And it's probably cause I spent it all on mo.